0: Good evening, hello beautiful ladies around the world. This is your host, Yemi Majekodumi from Widow Recovery Secrets. I'm delighted to bring you another episode. This will be the podcast 66, where I get the privilege to talk and share with a successful widow and to show you that you can dare to dream greater. That's the purpose behind interviewing widows just to give greater hope to you and to those that you share this, this podcast with. So now I'm going to introduce the beautiful lady, and it's Patricia. She will introduce herself. Her name is Patricia. She's the director at Global Widows Empowerment Foundation and St. Ralph Support Foundation, Nigeria. So we welcome you onto the platform.
1: Thank You're you, welcome.
0: Yemi. Yeah. welcome. So could you please tell us, Briefly about yourself, who you are, and why you you yourself sort of focused on supporting and empowering widows.
2: Oh uh, well, um, my name is Patricia Aboyeji, and um, I am from Nigeria. I reside in the UK. Uh, some years back, uh, I lost my husband and which automatically make me to be a widow. Yeah. And um, I struggled with my children to raise them as a single mother. But I give God the glory because it journeyed along with me. And um, I found purpose Mm -hmm. in the pain. And then I must say I'm grateful because I have been able to come in contact with so many other widows and have been a support to them, which is one of my pride. And I feel so glad that I am part of those who are touching other people's lives, mentoring others, and then giving support as, as necessary. Yeah. So, actually, what drove me or what prompted me to go into the widow's ministry is, yes. I would say I was driven by a vision. Okay. and That was probably after about 15 years that I've been widowed. Yes. So I had a vision that keeps telling me to help the widows, help mm-hmm. the widows, but you know, I, after seeking so many uh, advice and, you know, support from those that I know I can, the pastors and some other people, you know, they gave me the go ahead and say, okay, if that is the calling, then it is a calling, then you have yes, to go for yes, it. Yes, yes, So that yes. was how we started the Central Health Support Foundation in Lagos in Nigeria. Okay. So looking at where I live here, the community where I belong to, I understand that the widows there are not well represented. Okay. So I started to be their voice. And then we started about um, four years ago, and everything has been going on smoothly. Okay. So uh, I am a mother and a grandmother, uh, a community leader, okay. a business entrepreneur, a mentor, an author, and a nurturer. So that is the brief I can say about myself for now.
0: <laughs> okay. What I found in, in fascinating when I first found you on LinkedIn was your book, "The Ooh. Eyes of a Widow." So yeah. could you just confirm where we can find it to purchase it, please? The eyes of the yeah Widow.
2: the book yeah this is it and um it's where available. Where can we
0: get it? Yeah. Amazon. Okay.
2: It's on Amazon. Yeah, it's okay. on Amazon.
0: So how did you find writing the book? Was it, uh, how well, did you get to write it? Did you write it a few years after or were you writing it as you walked the, the your
2: road through video? You, road? You, you, know, you know what happened? Actually, when, my, when I lost my husband, uh, it, was, it was a sad occurrence. Of
0: course. Yeah. So, and
2: I have little children. I had, then they were little.
0: How old were so, they when they died, When your husband passed?
2: Um, the first one was four. Wow. Um, the second was like five or four. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And then the third was um, two. And then the last one was three months old. So they were
0: babies, basically. They were babies.
2: Yeah, they were babies. So as they grow, hmm. I, could, I didn't have the courage to actually yeah. explain my pain to them. Mm -hmm. because I don't want to raise them in a toxic environment.
1: Yes, yes. So
2: I was struggling. And you know, it's hard. When you yourself, you are struggling, and at the same time, you want to be strong for others.
0: Of course. So
2: I was trying to be strong for them. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I was actually struggling within me.
1: Yeah.
2: I was, you know, when when I'm shedding the tears and they're coming around, I quickly wipe my tears. Mm -hmm. So they don't actually know what I was going through. Mm. So after some years, I decided to start putting my putting down everything that you know I have experienced. Yes, so yes. I was putting them down, you know But when the time came for me to actually write this book, yeah. it was like I don't even know it just came and I, 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 because the, my, the mentor, my mentor that actually you know took me through, the establishment of the widow's ministry the first yes. question she asked me yes. when i was introduced to where i was when i related my stories to her yes. she said oh, you've got a powerful story mm. and she asked have you have you written a book then i said "Book." That was the least of my thoughts, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How can I write a book, you know? Because it never came to me. That, although I've been jotting things down, at mm-hmm. least to present mm-hmm. to my children at their later at a later stage. That look, mm-hmm. even if I don't have the experience and the the what do you call it? If I don't have the courage yes, to yes, narrate yes. what I've been through, because each time I try to, you know, I find myself in tears. Yes. So. I believe that writing it and presenting it to them might be a sort of help. Yes, but this yes. woman actually encouraged me. She said, mm-hmm. "You can do it. Mm-hmm. Put these things down. At yes. least people can read your book and you know learn from your experience because yes. you've got the yes. powerful testimony." So that very day, I pick up my paper and my pen and I started writing. Mm-hmm. And it yes. took me just about three months to. So, right because the story is within anyway it's not far-fetched mm-hmm.
0: okay so it's did you within. can i just ask you did you find emotional relief from writing the book when you wrote did it relieve you emotionally yes,
2: yes because this thing has been bottling within me mm-hmm. and it is a story that i have not been able to share mm-hmm. people around me know that i am widowed but they didn't know what i have been through as a widow and as a single mother yes. yeah so and it's not what I want to say. It's not what I love to tell people. Because even if you tell some people, they don't really understand your pain. No. They don't even know no. because they are not in your shoe. No. So even if you tell them, they just look at you and say, oh, is she the only widow or something like that. So that because is the reason no. I don't tell people my story. So can, I so, ask you, I, so
0: can I just ask you this question? Sorry. So when you were raising your children quite young, were you based in England or based in Nigeria?
2: I was in Nigeria at that time.
0: So what was your biggest challenge being based in Nigeria as a widow?
2: Oh, in fact, the ch- not even a biggest challenge, we had challenges. Yes. So many challenges. What oh, was the greatest
0: because,
2: one? Yeah, looking after children, the, fi- the, 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 the financial difficulty, You know, emotional distress, um um the traditional um uh what do you call it? The African traditional practices. such in as the Widow.
0: mentioned that yeah. like what? Traditional like
2: you 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 have to do this, you have to do that, whatever your in-law tells you to do, you have to do. So were you living with them? I wasn't living with them, but we live in the same place. We live in the same locality. Oh, I
0: see. Oh my god. Yeah,
2: we live in the same city. Yeah. So what did they?
0: So can you give me an example? Because people have told me these areas around this inheritance, but when
2: you say cultural practice, give me an example, please. What do you mean? Okay, the cultural. Okay, now someone lose a husband. You, you. They tell you for six months you cannot go out. Wow. For six months, you have to be indoor, yes. So what's the belief behind that? So why did you have to stay in for six months? Because that is the cultural, that that is a cultural practice. That is what they believe. Yeah, so but what does it symbolize? To show that you're in mourning, is it? I don't, don't, to be be honest, they they don't tell you because who are you to query them? They don't tell you, they just tell you this is what they do and you have to do it. Even if you want to plate your hair, they will tell you you are not allowed to go to the salon and no other person can come make your hair except they look for another widow to come and make your hair. So does that so mean th-
0: you are unclean? Why why did they say that? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, you, you, yes, you, you are unclean. unclean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay,
2: mm-hmm. okay. So, so how did
0: you get to do your hair? So you got people, another widow to Yeah, do they got
2: another widow woman who usually come to. To, to do the hair, mm, to make money. How my did you there. get out of there? Yeah, automatically they will let you get out when it's when the time when it, when it's time. They know the time. So when it's time they let you get out and when you need to get out they tell you that you have to bath or something they they buy you a, a the, the local sponge and then give you put something I don't know what they put in the it bucket of so water. <laughs> they put something and tell you to go and bath and then you have to change your clothes because all this while you've been wearing morning clothes morning clothes so then they, they let you bath one of the women in the house will follow you they bath for you and then they give you some new set of clothes to to wear so those are those rituals that you know so, sorry so in doing that did you did they make you feel it was your fault that your husband died no, they never made me feel it was my fault. They I only explained feel like to that. me that that is the cultural, that is their tradition. So, what tradition is that Yoruba?
0: What tradition yes. was that Yoruba? What part of yes. Yoruba? What tribe? Uh, yeah, I, I'm from Kwara State. Ah, it's interesting. Okay, you're from Kwara. Okay. Yes. All right, I'm gonna ask you another question. It's just amaz- It's just such a, an amazing. <laughs> People have shared so many different experiences. It's just amazing. It's very sad because I think I the culture compounds the misery you go through as a mm-hmm. widow as yes, well. Yes,
1: yes, of
0: course. You know, and if I find the families, especially the in-laws seem to have a lot of power and influence mm-hmm. in those in those settings. Okay. So how long have you been widowed officially? How many um
2: years? this it will be 22 years. Wow, that's this a long year. Time. Yeah. So, what year yeah, so,
0: so what year did your husband pass away? What year was uh, it? That was
2: 1995. A long time ago. So do you think
0: things have changed now? Do you think if someone became a widow from your part, from worry, do you think they would treat the same widow as they treated
2: you? Are the cultures still <laughs> the same? To be honest, it's still happening back home. It's still happening, not even in Kwara State alone, not, not only in Yoruba, it happens all over. And I don't even think it's only in Nigeria that this thing happened. So and that is why they call it the African traditional practices in the in in, 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 in widow. Yeah. So
1: it's,
2: it, it's, it's, it's still it's still it's still in practice because mm-hmm. despite the despite the campaign and um, all sorts. People still believe in that tradition, it has to be done, and they're they're still doing it.
0: So, can I ask you could you mention three solutions you've solved for yourself since being widowed? Mm. Three solutions you solved for. So, you could look at the 22 years and three things you think you solved for yourself since you became a widow.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, okay. Uh, Ooh. three things yeah mm. in fact uh I will say uh, uh, I, I've raised my children
1: yeah
2: and I've met their needs mm,
1: well done. as
2: yeah. a as a single mother yeah and then I've been able to servant lead mm. so many women that actually I met have not even come across in my life Mm,
1: mm.
2: so which is a is a joy to me yes yes, and then i've been able to impact other people's life Mm. impact other people's lives and then for the fact that i my story is a testimony that inspires Mm. others amazing yeah
0: yeah and you still look very beautiful you're a very beautiful lady
2: For those that are going to be listening to this. Okay. I stood up to empower myself socially and economically. So I was able to build my capacity because it wasn't easy. Then when I lost my husband, I was 29 years old.
0: Very young. Wow. So, I was very young. And the help is not
2: coming from anyone. So I have to stand up to empower myself and just build my capacity so that I can, you know, look after my children. Yeah. I thank God that God being on my side, everything yeah.
0: you know,
2: yeah. came out all right, yeah.
0: So that leads us, so because so you've mentioned your faith, the, it leads mm. us to rightly to the next question, which is what does faith mean to you? And now as it engineered your navigating grief? I think you said some of it. So what is your faith? What do you believe in?
2: Yes, I believe in God. Mm. And then I believe that with God, everything is possible.
0: So I'm going to ask you just for the audience, for the world out there. So when you say God, which God do you refer to? What is your book of reference? I want you to just say that because some people have different The Bible.
2: I believe in God. Mm. And in the Bible, when I go through the Bible, it tells me that God is the husband to the widows. Mm. And he never joke when it Mm. comes to the matter of the widows and the orphans. Mm. And I strictly believe in that. Because the book of Isaiah 54, there are verses there in the book of Isaiah 40 or 43, there are places there that when you go go through them, you really talked about widows and how it will care for them. So I held on that and, you know, and everything, you know, happened according to how God has said it.
0: So can I ask you this? Um, So could you give me an example how you felt the Lord? was your husband during this journey? Because some people out there don't really, they understand some of what you're saying, but some of them don't really understand. So how did God manifest as your spiritual husband whilst you were walking the journey of widowhood? So give me an example, a tangible example that would blow someone's mind. I have so many. I'll let you know.
2: Uh, One thing is, um, I so much believe that. God is a God that answered prayers.
1: Amen.
2: And then he will surely do what he says he will do. Yes, yes. And on so many occasions, if I run to him, tell him my situation, before I know it, it is settled. Yeah.
0: So and when you say so you run,
2: you pray, you? I pray, yeah, I pray, I pray. And before Why don't I know you it, praying
0: involves. I'm asking this obviously for the
2: audience listening. So what does praying involve as a Christian? Just talking to God. That is the way you communicate with God. Yeah. Do you use your Bible at all? I use my Bible, yes. Mm-hmm. Some I use people my don't Bible. know this. okay. Yeah, I use my Bible. I quote the verses.
1: Yeah.
2: I go through the Bible and I reference it when praying to God. You have said this in so, 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 place. Mm-hmm. You have said it in so, 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 place. And now here I am. Please come yes. and do it. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. yeah
2: amazing
0: yeah okay so what's the what has been i think you've mentioned this already one of the biggest challenges a widow faces what, mm. what are one one biggest challenge a widow faces in nigeria today mm. even in 2022
2: uh, yeah they, they face the issue of discrimination and abuse mm-hmm. that is very tense
0: mm.
2: yeah discrimination Would you explain
0: that abuse. explain that How does it manifest
2: ah well you know uh in the african you know countries or Mm -hmm. i won't even say only in the around Mm -hmm. the world yes yeah when someone become a widow you know she's stigmatized Mm -hmm. the stigma Mm -hmm. is there yeah the discrimination is there and um, the abuse is there so because in africa you don't need to tell anyone that you are a widow
1: yeah
2: when you When you are coming from afar, they can tell that you are a widow. Because the way way they make you dress. My God, that's so sad. Yeah, Yeah, the way you are looking, the way you are dressing. Mm -hmm. Because in some part of the country, you have to shave your hair. And when you are coming, you are in black, you are shaving your hair, then people see you from afar. They know that a widow is coming. You don't need to tell them. So that is so, um, people,
0: so when so when a person a widow, is coming, what is the co- reaction of the audience that is around you when you're coming?
2: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> they just look at you. Sometimes oh they just they, they just move apart, so that you know. So, some we even know you. Rather than greeting you, they take their face away. They don't probably they see you as the unlucky one. Hmm. They might see you as somebody who will come and inflict them with the with bad with the bad luck or whatever. Hmm. No, so the way they me. the way they treat widows is, 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 is nothing to write, write home about. Even in, in church, if you attend church, I just
0: want to ask you that. Yeah. If
2: you attend hmm. church, some the, the, the some members of the congregation, because they know that you are a widow, probably they feel threatened or something. You know there are, there's a, a lot yes, yeah. that we you, you know that happens.
0: Because I can know. relate, I can I can relate to some of what you're saying. I mean, some of the bits I can relate to is I remember going once to a social event, officially, mm. in England, and it was like I, I could I saw myself for the first time as a single woman. And even though I went with some women that were single, I noticed the people that were in couples were very aloof immediately I picked up that we were threats to them. And once you've been in a relationship for so long, you think, oh my goodness, you start to see that. Well, it's very, but it's a very unfortunate situation, especially when it happens in the faith community as well, where you're meant to feel so safe. Like I didn't have that experience in my church, I must say, but I have heard it around the world, even in the churches people take advantage and do not necessarily treat you as well.
2: Yes. Yes. So, and some people that are meant to help you, yeah, exploit because they've seen that you are a widow rather than Mm -hmm. helping you, they demand for what you cannot even offer. Such as what? What do you mean by that? Is that financial? Yeah, probably if you, some women who are not financially all right, yeah, who are not economically stable. Yes. You know, they might want to run to places to seek for help, to seek for financial assistance. Yeah. So going to people like, um, going to a man, say for example, they go to, they run to a man for help, rather yeah. than that man helping, you know, just yeah. helping he will demand for sex.
0: Mm-hmm. That's terrible.
2: Because that's taking an advantage. And that is what I tell widows. Mm -hmm. Don't render yourself vulnerable. If Mm -hmm. you do, people will take advantage of you. Rather Mm -hmm. stand on your feet Mm -hmm. and be financially stable on your Mm -hmm.
0: own. But it must be very difficult in a country, in countries where there's no welfare or where the government doesn't provide housing support and all those things, because immediately that leaves the widow vulnerable. Whilst if there's a place or institution where you can go, where you know you get some funds, where you, your children will be fed, where you know you get a cheaper housing to live in. I've seen yeah. women roaming the streets. So straight away, the tag is on your forehead that you're vulnerable. Uh-huh. Very unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Very, very unfortunate. And that is why we stand up for them.
0: Of course, of course. Yeah.
2: That is why we stand up for them.
0: Mm-hmm. So can you mention one recommendation that could reverse what we are talking about in such countries where this happens? Do you think government legislation, for example, may would change things traditionally?
2: Um, uh, it's so sad that um, our governments, where we have come from, the way they, you know, their reaction to people's welfare, yeah. is, uh, is nothing to write me about. But what I would say is, women empowerment is the yeah. key. Yeah. So if we see a lot of people. Who who have volunteered their time and their resources yes, yes, to,
1: yeah.
2: to support others. Yes. It will be great. Yeah. And that is part of what we are doing.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, if you although there are so many NGOs there that are helping the helping those widows, supporting them, but we still need more. Yes. Because yes. now, probably in Nigeria alone, we have say about six to seven hundred. Women becoming widows on a daily basis. Hmm. So, how many NGOs do we have now that can support mm-hmm. those women? Because not half of them are financially stable. Yes. So women empowerment. If you see so a you, lot of NGOs yeah, sorry. That can empower women, then
0: so when you talk about empowerment, one thing that comes to mind straight away is education. What mm. role would education play to empower a female, a widow?
2: Yeah, actually, um, ed- the, you know, education, education have so many faces,
0: mm.
2: and then there's a, there's a difference between educating people, you know, on what to know, knowing from their right from to, to left, or getting them into school to of go and course. learn something, so yeah. there are different, different yeah, That's what
0: I mean, learning a skill like that, the yeah. way they can empower, feed themselves
2: yes so and then we do Mm -hmm. that and that is the skill acquisition programs
0: yes yeah
2: we are those ones that didn't go to school Mm -hmm. and they are advanced in age they can learn a trade yeah like arts making soap Mm -hmm. making perfume making yeah even cooking and sewing Mm -hmm. so and when they finish learning the trade we provide them with a financial generating equipment Okay. That can support them at least for the rest of their life.
0: So how do you do that? What is that exactly? Is this financial generating equipment? Yes, we,
2: we do programs that and um, teach them different skills. Yeah. So after the programs, then when they are okay, when they've learned what they need to learn, then we support them either financially to get yeah. their materials okay. or we provide them with the equipment like sewing machine.
1: Okay.
2: And some of them that are already trading, probably yes. they've got like a shop in front of their house. They are petty traders. We can give, yeah. we give them yeah. pepper grinding machine. Yeah. And on okay. a daily basis, at mm-hmm. least they are getting some money to,
0: to feed, raise
2: their children. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, so what came in my mind while you were talking is um, sponsorship schemes because that's what a lot of charities do here, even in here, and also to fund projects like that. Is that anything that has come up? Has that come up as something that could happen? Where you get people to sponsor from the West into now? Because I remember I was involved in doing something with a lady in Ghana. So she got individual sponsors to basically sponsor perhaps a family. It could be a family or it could be a child. So like talking within the context of a widow, one thing that came to my mind is it could be a widow and their children. So they take them as a family and sponsor every month this family. And... It's not so much just the money, but also they keep in touch with the family and they communicate, and obviously in communicating the other ideas that can be shared, the other skills that can be offered, or whatever. Is that something that would be quite useful on your project? Well,
2: yes, yes, it would be very, very useful. If you have people who can come out to say, okay, they are interested or they want to be part of what we do, yeah, we welcome that and we'll mm-hmm. be very grateful.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, I think it's what I find when I became a widow is the way like there were groups that were offering support. But when they were offering support, they were offering like bi-monthly, every two months, three months. But what I used to remember very clearly was the support a widow needs is really, especially on the first two years, is day-to-day support. Yes.
1: You yes. know, all
0: these like, I'm not saying I'm not undermining annual events, six-monthly events. But the grassroots of day-to-day is where our challenges lie. Sometimes people do not have food to eat that in a day. Some people have emotional, like they're worried there's the gap of losing the husband or the emotional trauma. I mean, so somewhere, somewhere where you can phone or there's a counseling line for 24 hours where you can actually talk when your children are sleeping, that's when, especially at night, is the most challenging time for a widow because we get so engrossed in the busyness and then when they've gone to sleep, you realize again, ah, we know there's God, but in the physical, you're literally on your own. I
1: know, I know. You
0: know? Okay. So those are things that I noticed that are very important. In what purpose have you found out of loss? I think you've shared a lot, but I think for those that are listening, how did you, you did say about being inspired through a vision, but yes. is it, is, it's quite important also to get community support, to follow through on the vision, isn't it? Because I'd say to widows that it's very important not to isolate yourself. Mm -hmm. So I I noticed when you were saying, even when you had the vision, you shared it with someone in the church and then they encouraged you. Can you just explain why it's important for widows not to isolate and also identify the right support, the positive right support that won't exploit and also support you in carrying out the vision
2: yeah, it's very, very important because if I hadn't, if I did not do that, yes. then probably my vision would have still been within me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I might not have the opportunity to express or, you know, experiment whatever vision I might have had. Yes, but yes, because yes. I shared my experience with the right person, yes, with the yes. person I know mm-hmm. can actually give me the right advice. Yes, and yes. I thank God I did. So it's very important. We always have one or two people who we can share our our mind with. Mm. Whatever it is that bothers, we must have people. I know it's not easy telling people your story or telling people this Mm. and that, but at least we'll have one or two people that you trust. Trusted people that you can share whatever it is with, and which I have done and I I did not regret doing that. Mm.
0: Thank you. So, can I ask you on a lighter note? Men- can you mention three factors that keep you inspired today, till today at least? Three things that still inspire you?
2: I feel so. Uh, what, what inspired me most is that this journey, yeah. I can say my journey is a journey yeah. that has been from grief to growth and it, to grace. Yes. So, yeah. I found purpose in my, in my journey. Yes, yeah. This widowhood journey, I have found a lot of purpose. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and it makes me feel more than just a widow. Mm. So, considering the challenges that I have faced, I'm still standing. So, I felt I could, I feel I could do anything.
1: Yes, yeah.
2: And that is my driving force. Mm. So, because looking at myself, empowering others, myself being empowered.
1: Yes, yeah. So,
2: and I know that I'm still moving.
0: Yes, yeah.
2: So on a daily basis, I get inspired.
0: Mm. So, um, so, so thank you for that. Because what I get from that, which has encouraged me also, is basically even in the loss, you, re, you found finding a new purpose is giving you another level in which to reach out to your community or communities around you. And basically giving you the purpose gives you another way to re, reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. So from the pain, there's the giving, isn't it? The giving yes. and the empowering of those, and try to prevent what happened to you not to happen to others, or to guide yes. them from preventing, from them not falling in any into the yes. pits of those that want to exploit. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. So for those listening tonight, I always say it's we dare to dream a greater dream that even in the midst of the deepest of pain or sorrow, there's always something good has to come out of it. There's always good, good comes out of it. It might seem difficult to find it, but in the midst of it, as you're walking through, you gradually realize that you have a hidden drive to do something from it. Mm-hmm. So yes. another question I would ask is, what vision do you, because I, in putting this into context, before I ask you the question is, I always say to widows, and I know a lot of people judge widows for getting into relationships, dating, or whatever. And I always say, my Bible says, "Unto death do us part." And and as an adult, once death has done you part and you've parted, nobody has the right to say to a widow that you are not, you should not marry or to judge a widow because no one most people who say that i've never walked the journey of being single of losing a spouse and raising in your grief raising your children so i'm asking you tonight patricia what is your vision in terms of remarriage and would you do you think it's a, it's quite if it's what people want is something they should pursue when the time yes, is right of
2: course of course actually i tell widowed women if you find the right man um, go for them
1: Yes, yeah If
2: you find love again, go for it.
1: Yes.
2: Because there's nowhere in the Bible that tells us that uh when you lose your husband, you should not remarry. It's there that if you mm-hmm. lose your husband, go ahead and mm-hmm. marry another another one. So, but one thing I advise is that mm-hmm. before you jump into marriage, mm-hmm. know the person you are going to marry yes yeah because we've had stories of so many widows mm. all in the name of their lonely and they want to get a partner or a husband yes, at yeah. all costs yeah. then they went into the wrong marriage and mm-hmm. back to square one
0: they even get worse off their,
2: their life off. became shattered mm-hmm. so you always pray for god mm-hmm. to give you the right one
0: mm-hmm.
2: at the and, right time
0: and i think it's very important as well what i've learned in my journeys when you even find someone it's very important to be accountable that means you take the person so the person who's been your support or your mentor in your community you take the man to the person and say this Mm -hmm. is the even though you're all loved because women we tend to get all loved up very quickly you take Mm -hmm. them before you start getting deeper you take the person to the person who you is your mentor and who has supported you and say this is the man and let people pray and support you, and know who this person is. Don't keep him away and say, "I love him," and I don't want anyone to I do, know. I know. I know because um, very important.
2: Yes, like in in this book, a lot a, a lot is in this book because it's like um you know when you are envisioned to do something, yes, and yes. you just pour out a lot. So yes. a lot has been poured in here, and that's topic that we are treating now. That's one that's uh, about marriage or going into relationship is there yeah. because some men, when they see widowed women, they they feel they are vulnerable. So mm. they, they they take advantage of them. Yes, yeah, yeah. So they take advantage of them. Some will even turn them to be their ATM. Whenever they need the money, they will come yeah, around.
0: I've heard, I've heard this, yeah. And I've say, heard.
2: oh, I need this, I need that. Before yeah. you know it, you are yeah. empty
0: yeah
2: and by the time you realize they are nowhere to be found Mm
0: -hmm. yeah because I speak a lot on my because on my blog that I wrote that in the early years of walking through widowhood and I talk a lot about that because I always say to people because because of my background in mental health I always say anytime we have a problem in our lives it's not always the problem but it's the amount of support you get that makes it less of a problem and that's the same, when you're a widow, the amount of support you get can either make or break you. And you have to be aware, as you've rightly said, that we are vulnerable because you're still grieving. And some people grieve in different ways. Some people grieve a year, they're stronger. Some people takes them longer. But I always say, and I'm saying again, you have to get to a point in your grief where you have to decide that, I want to start finding my future. Because the longer you stay in it, you get buried in all the darkness yes, of all those yes. emotions. So when we, we talk about relationships and marriage, because I always, I felt when I became widow, what the Lord said to me was, you shouldn't, as long as I do not close my heart to love again, when mm-hmm. is the right time, I will be able to re- love again. But I find sometimes some widows spend so much time grieving the husband or talking about this man that died. I've met women in so many different groups where they say they're married to the husband, even though the man died 15 years, they're still wearing the ring. And I say to them that, but in the word of God that I believe in, the Lord says, Do death do us part? You there's no connection between the living and the dead. Yes, you grieve for the person. Yes, you've lost your husband. Yes, it's painful. But you have to get to a point where you start to, to gradually, little by little, start to find your way. Mm. Some women, some widows don't want to marry. That's fair. That's your choice. Mm. But those that want to marry, I think to do so, you have to intentionally open your heart. If you close your heart, you might be there for a good 20 years and not even see the man when he comes, even when he's good.
2: Mm.
0: I don't know what your views are on that.
2: Yes, uh, one thing is that, like, mm. like you've said, that um, you know, to different widows, yes. we have our unique. You know, the way we grieve is unique. Yes, yes, each yeah. one of us. Yeah. So and then um, to some, they they sink themselves in that grief,
1: hmm. and then
2: at the end of the day, their mental health begin to drop.
1: Exactly.
2: And before they know it, a lot of things has been a lot of harm Mm. has been done
0: exactly
2: and sometimes it's it's too late Mm. to get up again Mm. because we've seen so many women that even they are financially okay the husband left them a lot of things
1: Mm.
2: but because of this grief that they have actually sunk themselves in everything perished
1: yeah.
2: Because they couldn't manage anything, mm. they and couldn't
0: what I, manage anything. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. And what I say to people is, if you're if you're you are grieving, and you're sinking, it's very important to reach out to get some kind of help. Like some people benefit from counseling, some people benefit from therapy, some people benefit by going to talk to their pastor. But you have to reach out and get to have a place where you can share what you're going through. The more isolated you are, the more you start to sink. And Mm -hmm. in the West, a lot of people tend to go to the GP and just live on medication. I'm not saying anything wrong is with medication, but it should only be for a short time. Because Mm -hmm. before you know it, you get so addicted to certain medication. Mm -hmm. But I believe God's given us the strength to rise up
2: Mm -hmm. from
0: any adversity. I I believe that.
2: You know the problem with most some of us because like when I became a widow it was hard it was very very hard yeah and then for years you know I was pondering on it mm. but one thing I actually thank God for what, it didn't affect my economic situation it didn't affect yeah. my economic it didn't affect my business okay so I was growing stronger and stronger in my you know, economic empowerment, and i, yes. I, I, I was fully empowered. But the diffi- the most difficult thing in being a widow is the acceptance,
1: mm-hmm.
2: accepting the loss.
1: Yes, yeah. A
2: lot of people find it difficult to accept. Mm-hmm. So, and if you did not accept, then you are not going to go nowhere. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes. I write about, so that I write is about the problem well. with
2: most people. Mm-hmm. They don't want to let go. We mm-hmm. don't want to accept. We still. This clingy, oh, my husband, Mm. my husband, my husband. But it
0: becomes, but when people, sorry, when it becomes, what I say to people though,
2: people Mm. of faith, Christian faith, I say to people that if you cling
0: on for too long, it becomes like an idol. That Mm. person who died, it becomes a God in your life. And you don't even see the real God that's going to help you.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I know it's not easy. I know, I I mean, I've been, eight years. it's not a long time really, but I believe you get to a point. I even say, When I'm offering coaching, I say you have to have walked the road at least a year. But I think by a year, two years, you need to start deciding where you want to be walking through. You can't be clinging for too long because it sinks you. It sinks you so deep that you end up you kind of become so clinically depressed. And to come out of that darkness, you would need definitely medication. You know, it's hard to hear, but it's. I think people listen when you've been through that. I don't think people. If you haven't been a widow, I think people think we don't know what we're talking about. I know, and mm. you've been through it, so we know what we're talking about. Mm. I always say it's not an easy journey, but I believe we have the strength in us to rise up from it. With good yeah. people around you and a good community, mm. you can rise from it. And so those listening tonight again, you can rise from your grief. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of your life.
2: Yeah.
0: You might feel you're alone now, but if we can do it, you can do it.
2: Yes. Yeah, it is good to acknowledge the pain. Acknowledge your pain, but focus mm. on your healing.
0: Yes, that's it. Then drop
2: mm. the bitterness and the anger. Mm.
0: And unforgiveness. Because
2: definitely, mm. you are, you, mm. once you become a widow, you are, you, are, you are already a bitter person. You are angry and you are bitter. Mm. But you have to acknowledge that, yes, you are in pain, but then you have to focus, you invest in your healing. Hmm. Invest In your healing, drop the bitterness and the anger and decide to move, move forward. You know, you are, just have to pick your pieces and, and work think, with your leftovers.
0: Yeah, because I think when we talk about even dropping the pain, the anger, you are, it's a pro, it's not, we don't necessarily mean for those listening that you literally drop it. What we are mm-hmm. trying to say is it becomes a process where you talk it mm-hmm. through with people. And yeah. gradually in talking, it gives you more percept- um, perspective. And then you gradually start to see why you're angry. Because I've met people who say, it's like the man just left you with this big burden, with all the children, with all the debts, with all the bills, and he just walked out,
1: <laughs>
0: you know? So there's all of those issues. But I'm saying again, it's not an easy road, but I, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. Yes. There's nothing impossible. Yes, so just nothing. to conclude, My last question would be, how would other widows benefit from my interview content today, do you think?
2: What I can say is um, I can just give a a brief advice, outline of advice so that people or other widows can benefit. We've said a lot Mm. and then from the things that we have said, at least they can pick few things that will be of benefit to them. But aside from that, uh, like we said, you have to accept your loss. Yeah. You don't compare your grief to anyone's, yeah. and you have to be ready to step into into the gap. Yeah. So you don't allow anyone to suppress your grief or what. It, you know, it's it, it's very good. To, it, it's good to grieve because if you don't grieve, it turns to another thing. Of course. So you you grieve, mm. but then just accept that loss and be ready to step mm. into that gap. Yeah. ready to fill the gap. Then you have to be prayerful and develop mm. a strong faith. Yeah. Be prayerful and develop a very, very strong faith because without faith, mm. I don't know what can happen. So mm. you need that faith mm. to experience the love of God because when you have the faith, you hope, you aspire for mm. things that God will do and then that will keep you moving. Then mm. you have a positive mindset and have positive, you know, when you have positive mindset, then you can find positive elements from the little experiences that, that you are passing through. Mm. You empower yourself and build your capacity in so many, mm-hmm. like I am now, I can, I can, I can, I can make here, I can sow. Mm-hmm. I can, I, can, I I I I I learned so many things so that if this did not work, that one will go. Yeah. And that was how I struggled and managed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That time where there was nothing before so can I was I, able to stand yeah. on
0: my feet. Sorry, but what came in my mind while you were talking is like just for a broader context, is what, what I noticed as well is even when widows or single women raising their families on their own. When they have so many roles, many times your health can be in danger as well. Your health can be in jeopardy because there's a lot of stress. So it's very important to be honest with yourself. When you're tired, you're tired. Mm-hmm. When you want your children, it's simple I believe it's important to say to my children, when I'm tired, mommy is tired. Mommy has only one head, one brain. When they bring all their questions at the end of the day, I say, We'll look at it tomorrow. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong you saying you're tired because. If you don't admit fatigue and you think you're a superwoman, you're at some point, you're going to break down, mm-hmm. you know? So you're emotional, you're physical, you go for walks. You're entitled to go for a walk. You're entitled to go and see a friend and have a meal for an hour or two. You're entitled to, at some, once a month at least, get someone to come and sit with your children. It's not just focus on being in the ground on the ground on the grind. It grinds you down. So self-care is very, very important. Yes, You know, I mean, we could say this forever. So what is your last word tonight, Patricia, before I round up? (laughs) Your last words of wisdom to the world of widows that will listen to this tonight.
2: Yes, all I will say is that um, uh, as widows, we represent what we stand for. Mm. You know, we are widows. Yes, people know us to be widows. but Don't be defined by that word, widow. Mm. So be a peculiar one. Find purpose in your pain. Strive to work toward achieving a legacy. Mm. Stand out among the widows to say, yes, I am a widow, but I'm thriving and I'm moving.
0: That's it, yeah.
2: So that is what
0: I can say. Like for me, I always say, what's made me survive was loving God. If I didn't love God, I'm going to say thank you to Patricia for coming and for sharing your experience and wisdom. And I do pray that the Lord will continue to strengthen us and make this um, conversation continue and some action comes from this in terms of ideas on how to support widows. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of work to be done in the West and in developing countries all around the world. Widows are still neglected.
1: Yeah. However,
0: I always say to widows and I say it again tonight, it is one step at a time when loss comes. But you are between you to rise from the loss and you can't begin to dare to dream a new dream. Mm-hmm. So I'm signing off again. This is Yemi Majekodumi from Widow Recovery Secrets. Please dare to dream a new dream. The loss of a spouse is not the end of your life. Mm. Thank you. And do share our podcast.